Welcome to Creativity and Soul with Jade. I'm your host, Jade Chung, and I'm an art therapist, intuitive healer, and integrative trauma coach. I help women heal their mind, body, and soul so that they can expand into a creatively led life that feels embodied, expressive, and authentic. In this podcast, we are exploring all of the different ways, avenues, opportunities, and concepts that are going to help you embark on your journey into becoming the truest version of yourself. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. So for today's episode, I have a very special guest joining us and her name is Caitlin. She is an intuitive business marketing coach and social media manager. She is the founder of Meraki Media Management. I'll leave all of her details and everything down in the show notes, but she has been in the intuitive coaching space for quite a few years and she is an established social media expert and coach that I really look up to and so we had just such a beautiful conversation actually first off over on her podcast a good few months ago Um, it was over the summer that we recorded the first part of our conversation and I'll leave it down below we spoke about the nervous system we spoke about Um, how intuition plays into the nervous system and the importance of healing your trauma and coming into alignment and just a lot of beautiful topics that, you know, I'm all about. Um, We talk about it all over on her podcast, but the part two is right here today for you. And this was such a nourishing, incredible conversation. How many times can I say incredible? (laughs) It was an incredible conversation about intuitive, well, first of all, intuitive entrepreneurship, intuitive leadership, and also intuitive social media growth and marketing. Um, Like I said, Caitlin's an expert in this field, and she actually ended up in this episode giving me a lot of really insightful tips (laughs) as to what to do in my own business and how to grow my community. And it was just truly such a valuable conversation that I cannot wait for you guys to listen to, especially if you are a coach, if you are a practitioner, if you have an online business of any kind, if you have social media and you're trying to grow your social media, this is going to be such an interesting conversation. Um, And we also talk a lot about feminine leadership, which is such an important topic to me and something that I've been diving deeper into in my own development. So, uh, so excited for you to listen to this. I am not going to babble on anymore. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so excited to have Caitlin on the podcast today. We did an episode over on hers. So I will link that below for you guys to check out. But yeah, I wanted to welcome Caitlin in today. And Caitlin, can you introduce yourself a little bit? What do you do? Perfect. Thank you so much. Sorry, I think there's a little bit of a lag. So I'm like cutting you off. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I can't wait for everybody to listen to our previous show as well. I have a feeling they will couple well together just because you and I have a lot of synergy. So I'm Caitlin. Um, I run a social media management agency called Meraki Media Management. I started my company a few years ago. We've been rolling ever since, since I launched a campaign for a local nonprofit. And with a lot of the work that I learned in those first few years of being an entrepreneur at a young age and just like financially, mentally trying to get myself on this train, it was definitely a challenge. So naturally, I just have started to expand into coaching and more of that intuitive coaching around business businesses and business development. So We don't create, you know, our own jail cell, I like to say, because humans are beautiful 
people, you know, getting out of one bad area of life or negative situation in life and recreating it again, right? That's kind of our pattern. So that's what I help my clients. Beautiful. So it's just kind of, well, there's that focus on marketing, social media, but also how it ripples, ripples and impacts other parts of your clients' lives, right? And really, I know that you focus so much on the intuitive aspect of what it means to grow and what it means to like show yourself as a leader and like be a business owner, especially in like the social media online space that we're in. And yeah, that's one thing that I so, so admire about your work and like really resonates with me. So, I mean, can you speak a little more about like the intuitive end of it and like how you work with clients or like how you have actually shifted into that piece of your work more and more? Yeah, totally. This is like my favorite part of my story because I feel like it's where I found myself. You know, I think a lot of us get lost in the journey of life. Like it doesn't even have to be career driven. You know, for me, it just happened to be where when I first launched my company, you know, I was 22, 21, 22 (laughs) years old. I really didn't know who I was, you know, like I don't really even know who I am. I was already working with entrepreneurs. So I had this influence of what a masculine, um, Mm. strong was, you know, online. And the woman I was working for in college, she had a great brand. She still has a fantastic brand, but it's definitely very masculine driven. So that's how I approached my business in the first two to three years, I would say, of having the company And I didn't understand like why it wasn't working, right? Because I would try like a bunch of different things and, you know, experiment and be like, I'm so go with the flow. I'm so in flow. And I totally wasn't, you know, in the background, like trying to control and manipulate the situation to change. And there was a lot of rigidity around that. So what ended up happening is like, it just affected my health, you know, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs that ends up happening Mm -hmm. too. So at 24 years old, you know, I'm diagnosed with high blood pressure. And um, my mom was like, this is crazy. You know, like I eat pretty well. Like I don't drink too much, you know, even for being early in my twenties, it's like, how much is this environmental situation of having my own business was causing this stress. And that was where the intuitive side really came in. I had to realized like I wasn't going to go on medication. That was a personal choice for myself. I knew I could fix it um, intuitively if I could calm down and deal with some of the anxiety and the trauma that I had experienced as a child. And I just intuitively that. So I kind of pulled back from the business at that time, Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time in therapy, you know, conventional talk therapy to start. I spent a few years in that. And then I just realized I needed something a little bit more spirituality was calling me in that way. So mm-hmm. then I moved to mind body work. I still work with that coach and yeah. hiring different business coaches that lead with that intuitive aspect. It just kind of gave me all of this knowledge and wow, I've created this business, you know, no mm-hmm. one else created this. I can't claim, you know, that it's my boss's fault or my team member's yeah. fault. It's just me, you know? So it was kind of like the biggest, best mirror in my life to challenge me to evolve and change my ways, you know, really heal that part of myself and change how I approach conflict, relationships, Mm. all of the things. Then I started to realize like how much I was creating my own turmoil in my everyday, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I so resonate with that. I know we spoke a little bit about like, you know, your story and my story on on the episode over at yours, but like the responsibility that we end up putting on ourselves as entrepreneurs when we're not conscious about what it actually means to lead in a way that is, that is like, yes, in flow, but also has structure and also is like just conscious. (laughs) If you're not conscious of it, like that responsibility just rolls over and rolls over and rolls over, especially because, you know, you were so young when you started your business. It's like, you know, it's just like the the vocabulary that we now have around like energetics, around mental health, around trauma. 
I didn't have that when I was 20 something, like when I was in my early mid twenties. Um, even when I started my business too, I was like, really had, you know, had, had no, no clue what I was doing. And it's like that learning process based off of, you know, the default program that many of us have kind of been running in, which is that hustle masculine, like, you know, go, go, go kind of mentality, which, you know, so I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm just thinking about it. And it's like, for you, I bet that that actually, in some ways, even though it did, it did lead you into needing to make a change because of the way it affected your health. I'm sure that it also taught you a lot of lessons in creating structure and like the importance of like that masculine structure, a healthy masculine structure in your business. Totally. 100%. You hit the nail on the head. I don't want to cut you off of it. You're still going. On no, your no, no. I, I was pausing because I was like, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more about the masculine structure. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. So like for me, what's so funny is like, I'm very type A, you know, like I'm a Taurus, like I'm grounded, right? Like from my sign, like from all of the things on paper, like I should be good. I should be fine. <laughs> you know, I was operating on this like plane of pure chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of like reiterated all of the things that have happened to me in my life. And I just had this aha moment where I'm like standing in my living room, the same house that I live in now. And I really just had to ask myself, like, you are the creator of your own reality. You know, like you have done this, right? Like you have perpetuated this pattern and that's okay. Like let's create sensitivity and love around it. But at the same time, I have to take ownership. You know, at that time, my business wasn't doing well. My relationship with my clients was deteriorating quickly because I was evolving. And that was an old version of me, you know, that bent over backwards, that was people pleasing, that was pouring so much into these clients and getting little out, you know, of yeah. those relationships has nothing to do with them. Again, it's all me overextending myself and constantly being available. But that's what I thought, you know, successful people did. And then once I started to find, you know, like other successful women that are running six figure businesses and men as well, you know, like a lot of them are not micromanaging, are not working, you know, from sun up to sundown. They actually have a completely different way of living than most of society. So once I started to get the peek behind that curtain, it was like, oh, everything I thought was true is actually not true at all. And I can really create anything that I want here. Like this is why, this is why I believe we're all here, you know? So to create this reality, not Mm -hmm. to get like too woo, but as an entrepreneur, you put so much heavy weight on your everyday lifestyle because your foundation of your life literally depends on it. Like, I think a lot of people don't think about it like that, you know, (laughs) if they're not in this every day or doing this. I mean, I think that if like, this is something I say all the time, but it's like, I have found truly that building my business and being an entrepreneur, which was something that I never grew up thinking that I would ever do. It was just like, not again, not in my vocabulary. I always thought I was going to work corporate. I was going to be like, whatever, just like a slate, say a slave to the economy. But um, there, there's a place for every single job and every single role. But um, I always thought that I would just be behind someone or under someone my whole life and never thought that I could create my own life, like you're saying. And anyway, back to the one thing that I always say is that like building your business is a really spiritual journey. It is like a constant unfolding spiritual journey where you are constantly being mirrored back to you through your business, through your clients, through just, you know, everything that happens in your business, how you get to grow and you get to like expand. But something that, you know, I found really difficult. And to be honest, it's something that I still struggle with a little bit. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on this how do you trust? (laughs) How do you trust that 
you know, if you have been in the default program of hustling and in the masculine for so long, and maybe you are surrounded by people in your life who are good intention, well-intentioned, but they are in the program still of, you know, (laughs) of the nine to five hustle, 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 and you're not, then how do you actually find the sovereignty of, you know, doing you and being in flow and trusting that that is enough, that that is okay. How did you, how did you, yeah, navigate that? Such a great question. This was like the biggest lesson for me. And I'll be honest, you know, it's still is a lesson every day, right? A lot of these patterns, like it does take time to unprogram them. And even now, like I'll find myself, I'm like, why am I working at 530? Like get off the laptop, no Mm -hmm. screen, you know? Um, That's why I think vacation is so important and like really unplugging. And we can get into the social media manipulation side of that too, because that's Mm -hmm. really what I do, you know? Um, But we are completely different ideology behind that. So what I would say about letting go, right? Kind of like trust falling that this new pattern will serve you better is at times. And when I say you, I mean the collective you, you know, like Mm -hmm. everybody, including myself, because we have to remind ourselves that it's safe, you know? And when I started to just actually like ask myself, do I want to do this task right now? Do I want to get up right now? You know, like maybe I do want to lay in bed for another 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, will the sky come crashing down? You know, like I really had to like ask myself, like, let's push the boundary a little, like, let's make this fun, you know? And the more I started to do it so today, for example, one of my team members was a little bit flustered about a client and, you know, she's having an emotional situation occur. She's human. Right. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not also managing my own emotions. I'm managing my clients' emotions, my team's emotions, you know, like there's a lot of support happening, not even my personal life. Mm. Um, It is a lot of space that you have to hold, like as you grow as an entrepreneur. And for me, it was like, okay, she's clearly having an emotional moment. I'm going to be here to support her and let her know that I'm here to like hold this space and help in whatever way I can here are our solutions. And then I put my phone down and I went and I made a soup like in my kitchen because I knew I just needed to do some of that energy, especially before today and like creating a podcast. So my coach, she calls it her love list um, in ways that she feels that masculine, anxious and anxiety really isn't masculine, but sometimes it can head us down that path Mm. of like overthinking or maybe constricting. Overcompensating. Exactly. Like that part of you that might be like, whoa, on fire at moments, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's all normal. It all happens to everybody. But she always says, grab yourself with something that you love. So it's been really unique for me. Like I never allowed myself to actually explore things that I loved. Like even when I was young, I used to love to paint. And I know you guys are a lot of like art driven people. So like, I'm very artistic and like not artistic in digital art, you know, I actually want to pick up a pen Mm -hmm. and like paper, you know, and paint and like get physical with the mediums. Like that's how I spent most of my childhood. So going to those things that I loved when I was younger, like getting outside and treasure hunting, you know, and the support of my family has been overwhelming just because they saw how terrible I was Mm. (laughs) even as a interact with like just to be so incredibly honest with everyone like I was miserable you know I was miserable to be around the business controlled every single minute of my life even my sleep right like when you think about how much power you're giving this entity that doesn't even really exist yet you know eventually it will grow and it will operate on its own and you Mm -hmm. can trust that it will operate without you you know Mm -hmm. but again it takes that time to push those limits, push those boundaries, allow things to fall through the cracks, allow mistakes to be made and know that you can bounce back from them. Um, That's been the biggest lesson for me because every time I step back, it's also very interesting. The more leads, the more abundance that comes. 
So it might not even be financial abundance, but it's like, I'm overjoyed with happiness that day. You know, like I go to bed and I'm like, this was the best day ever, you know? So that's invaluable, you know, Mm. forget about the, forget about the money. Like, why are we actually here? You know, we're here to enjoy our time. It's really about allowance. I feel like the lesson there is like, give yourself permission to be a human and like to, to do what we are here to do in this life, which is to live. (laughs) And we love to tie, we love to tie all of our, obviously, like, I mean, our careers and our work, especially if we're entrepreneurs and we, the work we do is our passion and we, you know, we find it to be our, it's our sole purpose. (laughs) That actually sometimes can end up with us, even if we're super conscious of it, wrapping up a lot of our a lot of our identity and our sense of like worth and our even sense of like joy (laughs) to purely, you know, work. Right. But there is just so much humanness that is around us that we get to live right. And like cooking a soup (laughs) and just like laying out in the sun for a little bit. And most of us just, we're just so conditioned in this culture of like, of like, if you're not doing something, if you're not, if you're not, you know, between the hours of like nine to five, if you are not at your computer working or doing something, then that's unproductive. Right. And that's not going to get you anywhere, but like the world, the world, the universe responds to your energy at the end of the day. Um, And so if you can take care of your energy, then the universe will respond with energy that you actually want to see. But one thing that you pointed out that is something that I am like still trying to embody, I'm aware of, but trying to embody, and I feel like you've really embodied it is, I mean, the fact that the more you are able to give yourself permission to be in that space, the more proof you will have that the universe supports you. You know, if you want to, you know, we're, we're taking it woo-woo here, but we're woo-woo on this podcast. So um, the universe will support you. And so, you know, the more you realize that you can trust, right? And then you can surrender. But I very much, as much as I say that, I'm very much also still on that journey <laughs> like, of like really yeah. trusting. <laughs> yeah, it's the um, hardest part, you know? So like, I'll also part. share this. I don't know if this will also assist the listeners, but like, I also just got certified in Reiki and Um, having, you know, like that tool to like um, fall back on when maybe I'm like, because I'm also highly sensitive. So like one bad moment could like totally throw me through a loop, you know, like I lose it and I'm like thrown off, you know, for the rest of the day. And Reiki has allowed me to like, have something to do in those low moments, even if I'm just doing a symbol or maybe I'm like dropping back into my body. Mm. It's kind of giving me that, you know, where I'm like, okay, I can combat this with something else. And I have that energy, like a place to almost redirect the energy. Mm -hmm. So that's what a lot of my coaches say as well. They're like, it's almost impossible to get a new pattern if you don't have something else to kind of like supplement that pattern with. So thinking about that too, like kind of in combination with that love list um, for anybody that may be struggling with that and then allowing yourself to experiment with it, like, Mm. again, make it again, you know, let the testing of the boundaries seem like a pure experiment, you know, and how you said it is the human experience. Like you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to have failures, right? We all do. Everyone does. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that because I... Quite literally, I have a masterclass that I did maybe like earlier this year that is all about how you can push your boundaries and push your edges in a fun way. Because like, if you're not making it fun, if you're not making it engaging, if you're not making growth and like expansion to be something that is dynamic within yourself, then you're just, it's, you're not going to be accountable to it, right? It's going to feel stale. It's going to feel dry. And then you're you're just going to be like, well, someone told me to create space, you know, like Caitlin told me to create space in my world. So like, yeah, okay. I'm going to sit here and like create space, but like, 
have fun with it, right? Like make it your own, find those anchors and those tools like Reiki for you that, 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 that allow you to shift your energy and they give you that space in a way that feels like authentic and yours. All right. My in-depth foundational healing program alive is going to be opening its doors up again for our second round or second round of members in December. So we are going to be starting off 2024 with deep commitment to healing our mind body, to healing our nervous systems, to bringing our nervous systems back into safety, to feeling alive again by rewiring all of the limiting beliefs, dissolving all of the trauma, and allowing ourselves to come back to what it means to live a life that feels whole, feels healed, that feels soulful and pleasurable, and where we are truly in our highest version of ourselves and living through the lens of creativity and curiosity. Alive is my, like I said already, foundational program that takes you through my entire healing blueprint. This is the blueprint that I use with my one-on-one clients that I have curated and developed based off of my own personal experience in my own healing journey, as well as my expertise as an art therapist, an integrative trauma coach, as an intuitive healer as well. And so this is truly, truly the one program that is going to change and shift your entire nervous system, your entire outlook on life and your ability to feel so connected with yourself, with the world and with the people in your life. This is not your average self-development or a mindfulness course. I am truly taking you through 11 modules of self-paced trainings practices and exercises that literally run the gamut from A to Z. And this is also a semi-live program where you get access to one full year of live bi-weekly group healing calls with me. So that's a total of 27 calls where we will be alternating and ranging between different topic-focused somatic healing, breath work, art therapy, conscious movement, energy healing, and so much more. We'll be diving deep into the active trauma release in these live sessions while you get the concepts, foundations, and knowledge and frameworks that is going to hold you into the rest of your life through the modules that I have pre-recorded for you. In addition, with this round, um, we are going to be introducing a full year of a private telegram group where you will get to be supported and support your peers, other members in this program. And I will also be dropping in there with weekly invitations, weekly riffs, and um, support for you guys as well. This program, I would say, is really for anyone on their healing journey or beginning their healing journey who is ready to commit to themselves on a deeper level. Through this program, you will gain a strong and resilient nervous system. You will become so deeply connected and present with your body that you will be able to master self-regulation. You will feel deeply open and secure in yourself. You will relieve all of those trauma-based and stress-related physical and mental symptoms that you might have been holding for many years and you have not been able to kick through talk therapy, through supplements, through medication, nothing has worked. This is the blueprint that is going to allow for you to have all of the tools, all of the frameworks that you need to come back into the home that is in your body and in your soul. So all of the details on Alive are going to be in the show notes of this episode. Read it through. And if you feel called, if it speaks to you, then this is your time. Let's make 2024 a full season of deep growth, deep repair, and massive, massive expansion. I am so excited to be expanding the Alive community, and I hope to see you in there with me. Totally. And like one last thing I'll add in here. Mm. I think a lot of us, this is like something that I see in children. Like when you take on a narrative, right? It might even be like that you don't like meatloaf, okay? This is something that happened to me where my coaches are like, you as an adult and even you as a child, like 
you can change your mind, right? But like a lot of us haven't been told that. The same thing is with energy. The same thing is with patterns. But we haven't been given that permission like our whole lives. I'm like, wait, I can say that I like meatloaf now, you know? (laughs) I can actually say that, you know? So it's so funny, these small nuances. But it's like those end up being big patterns, right? Like down the line. Oh my gosh. You all can't see me just like laughing and like shaking my head because, oh my God, one, I would say that is the biggest lesson that I have learned in, I would say the last decade of my life has been like realizing that you can change, realizing that, that changing your mind is not a failure, (laughs) that like you can, you know, you can cut something short or you can start something new right? Like it's all just energy. And like I said, energy is always moving. And so we're just so programmed to think that everything is so rigid because rigidity makes us feel safe, makes our ego feel safe, but it's just like, it doesn't make us happy. (laughs) It makes a lot of us really, really stifled. So it's like, do you want to feel happy and alive in your life? Um, Oh my God, that's been such a huge lesson. So my God, I hear you on that. (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay I want to jump to um talking a little more about Instagram and social media because I know that's your expertise and it's something that I am also constantly learning obviously through my own just (laughs) building my business and sharing and everything um how how does the realm of Instagram and social media, you feel, I mean, obviously it's so vital. (laughs) It's so vital to online businesses, but I guess my question is what are things that we should be paying attention to at this time? And what are ways that we can actually harness social media and Instagram, whether you have a business or not, whether you're just also someone who's on Instagram, which all of us are, how can we harness it for our own good at this time? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, like every person might be, this might be individual as well. Like you said, like if you have a business, you might spend more time on social. Like if you don't, you know, you might just like cut back. Um, One of the things that I want to talk about as a user is just making sure that you don't overly consume. And it's also very important as a business owner as well, you know, because nothing will be original, right? It's kind of like when you see the same freaking reel, like made by the new person that like you see on your feed, it's like, it's not really that interesting, you know, like hopefully they had fun making it. Like, that's what I always think to myself. I'm like, I hope that was so fun for them, (laughs) but like, I've seen this a thousand times, you know? So when you think about you as a consumer, and this is kind of going into that business mindset as well, like what pieces of content do you enjoy engaging with? How much time is actually like reasonable? It might take where you're kind of, it's kind of like if you're addicted to smoking, where you're like cutting back right at the beginning, Mm. like, so yeah, addictions are real. A lot of my clients yeah. come to me with them and it's intense. You know, they actually can't pull themselves away from the phone. So that's more so about what are we numbing, right? It can also be like a form of numbing the brain or wanting to mindlessly scroll. And there might be moments for that, but it shouldn't be all the time. It probably also shouldn't be every day. So being mindful of where those patterns are coming up And when it comes to the business owner side of things, you know, and honestly, as a consumer too, like I hear very masculine people in my industry saying like, if you're not on social media, no one's going to know about you in five years. I completely disagree with that, you know, but as a business owner, maybe if you want to have an online business, right? Like, yes, you should probably be on social media, but -hmm. it's not always necessary. A lot of my clients that I intuitively coach, They want to market through Meetup, right? Through an SEO system that already markets for them. Yeah. So there's always different ways you can build referral partners, which most people would call that word of mouth, you know? So there's definitely all different ways of marketing. And when we work with our management clients, we encourage them to have all of those things, you know, because social media isn't the only thing that will drive them leads. That's Mm -hmm. impossible to think about 
like that. You know, I think anybody in their normal state of mind would say that, you know, you're not only going to get leads from social, you'll get them from everywhere. Um, And that's the beauty of being in business. Like even at the nail salon, like when you're small talking with the lady next to you, (laughs) she could be your next, you know, like you just really don't know. You never know. So when it comes to this search engine type of hat that Instagram is now taking, they're now allowing brick and mortar businesses to be searched on a map where we actually see 90% of Gen Z now utilizing TikTok to search for a product before they ever even purchase it. So we're seeing this shift in the market, you know, where people want this like authentic content. We we've all seen this over the past years, this like user-generated content shift, authenticity. People just want to know if the product is going to give them what they want, product or service. It's all about the emotional, you know, shift that they're looking for mm-hmm. in any buy. So when you think about it like that, you may want to be on social media because you want to forecast, you know, that your business is seen more in five years online than somebody that doesn't, that that, that is waiting, you know. But I think it's all about setting that intention of drawing in the right ideal client. And that's what we specialize in. Like when I first launched a campaign and we went, we actually grew like half a million followers in 30 days before I launched my business officially. And it was crazy growth. You know, it was fantastic. But at the same time, not all of those people were their ideal clients, right? So they ended up falling off over the next few months. So no one talks about what happens after you go viral, because that's really like the negative side of social media, you know, that's like the downfall for a lot of businesses and a lot of people because they have this burst of energy and then they don't know what to do with it after they don't know how to curate more content to keep that audience fueled and engaged. Mm. It's a difficult, you know, so you really have to know your audience at that point. And that's what ended up happening to the nonprofit that I worked with. They actually lost 250,000 followers and their follower count continues to go down ever since just because they haven't created the same type of pain, you know? So it's very unique what can happen. You think that you want this, right? The grass is always greener, Mm. but what would you do when it, you know, like I call it the viral spiral. It's like, you're wasting so much energy trying to go viral. Let's focus on your ideal clients and that emotional based selling that's going to get people through your door. And that's really what we care about, right? As business owners, we need funding to sustain our company. Yeah. Okay. This is hitting me real, real hard (laughs) because let's get, (laughs) let's get a little, let's get personal. Um, yeah. So I actually had a reel about a few months ago that went viral, really viral. And I gained a lot of followers. Like, like for me, it was like a lot and and it still continues to grow. And I'm so happy to be like expanding my community, but, 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 but I have noticed that my nervous system and just in general, my capacity because of just what I know and like where I've been up until that point, I was just like, like, what do I do with this? (laughs) Like, what do I, what do I do with this larger community? How do I actually reach and like connect and touch with this larger community who, you know, might be following me probably because I share a lot of like valuable, like prompts and like I share a lot of content that is very um, like prompt driven that you can do like really accessible really easily and just kind of like digest it in that way. But how do you actually convert or how do you actually shift a lot of this community to um, want to invest and commit to deeper healing, right? Because we are in this world where social media can just be so short attention span base. It's just like everything is three seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds. You want everything super fast, super fast, super fast. Everything needs to be super efficient and you want to just have access to everything at all times. But so much of life and what, you know, I especially do is about 
I mean, it's like, I want you to go deeper into yourself and it takes time. It takes depth. It takes spaciousness. It takes your own investment in yourself. And so that's been something massive that I have been navigating in my business. It's so funny that you brought that up. I feel like it's very, I don't know, synchronous, um, very aligned. So yeah, I don't know. That comes up for me. It's really interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. And like, I would be intrigued to see the back end of your insights too, you know, because you can actually get so much information from your business Instagram insights. So like, that's what we do with our clients. We'll pull their data every 30 days because their their audience can shift quickly. Like you're what you're experiencing. I'm sure it happened in a few days, you know, like for us, it was also way it was overnight you know you're like what the heck how do I fuel this animal right that's when we talk about like a business taking on its own kind of breath like your social media can too Mm. and it's like oh you know how do I feel the fuel the content monster like some of my previous referred it to like like that you know so it can feel like a lot of pressure but just reminding yourself that if these people are here then they're here to connect with you, you know? So I think a lot of that gets lost in social. Like we think, oh, they're following us because like we have great content. Like, no, mm-hmm. they're they're actually following you because they felt a connection to you, you know? That is true. That is true. So how does the, um, how do you intentionally integrate the intuitive element and the flow element into all of this into this knowledge. Yeah. It can feel like a lot, right? To like rein in when we start to talk about the data and like your content topics and then you're thinking about your audience, you know, it can feel like a lot. So I like to say definitely very masculine. It's the numbers, right? It's like that part of our business that a lot of us, especially as intuitives, like we don't even want to think about that, you know, it's easier to not. Hmm. But the way I it, you know, is like this intuitive lens, I like to say. So you go in with that intention of knowing like these people are here for a reason. Even if they leave, then that means that they got what they needed at that time. Like taking this holistic standpoint from it. And then when you put on that intuitive lens, maybe even getting in there and like talking to some of your new followers, hey, like how'd you find me? Welcome to my page. If you have any questions, let me know. And you'll be surprised. Like people will get back to you even with voice mm. messages. And that way you can start to put a pulse on like, okay, these people are clearly, you know, just to throw it out there, like looking for trauma healing based around childhood, you know, like something specific. You'll see the common themes around. You can also do this through polls in your stories. I mm. find it's more personal to do one-on-one just depends on the, you know, yeah. business owner, how much time you have to maybe, yeah. um, if you don't have to just throw it out on a reel or a story yeah. and pull them. And then you can ask, you know, okay, start to ask yourself, like how, what level of these people are, uh, are at in my journey, right? Maybe they're two years behind me. Maybe they're 10 years behind me. And there might be people mm-hmm. on this slide scale, this spectrum. And that's okay. You just have different ideal client avatars. So from there, you just build it out a little bit more. Like this week, I'm talking to the person that's two years behind me. Next week, I'm going to talk to the 10-year people, you know. Girl, you're giving me so much to chew on. I'm going to have to like re-listen to this (laughs) to go back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, uh, I mean, okay. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I completely see how, yeah, it's like even within, I don't know, sometimes the rigidity, we keep going back to the rigidity. Well, I keep going back to the rigidity thing, but like sometimes all of, like you say, like these system pieces can feel very, very overwhelming for me. And I'm also just like not a tech person. And so I often just like, I don't know, like tech likes to glitch on me. And then I like, I always like make mistakes on whatever. So like, I often just find myself like avoiding, <laughs> I just avoid looking at my insights and I avoid dealing with it, but it's like, it really doesn't need to be that hard. <laughs> you know, it can just, you could just start with little things, ways of connecting. And also it is so true that it is so true that at the end of the day, we are all on social. We are all online as a way to connect 
sometimes in like insidious ways sometimes in ways that you know might we might not have a lot of like regulation over um like self-regulation over but we are all there really to connect and so how can we connect with each other in a deeper way in a more personalized way and that is what we're doing right in the business of like serving um mm, wow I'm having a few light bulbs go off in my head. Good. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'm like, it sounds cliche, like to like come back to your why. Like I'm using like air quotes. Like I hate that language, but it actually is so true. It's like, what's your intention? You know, like the intention is to connect. Like half of the time people like you and I like aren't even really focused on the sale. Like we just honestly want to serve, yeah. you know? So like, that's why we're on this platform is to serve. Like even this morning, I was like about to get in a fight with my, my partner, my significant other shout out. Mm-hmm. I love him so much, but like, you know, we're just like bickering. It's like Tuesday morning, like it's cold, whatever. We're yeah. like sassy. And I like go to the bathroom, take a quick deep breath. And I ask myself, what is my intention for the day? Like, really, do I want to fight right now? Yeah. You know, like, do I want yeah. to be combative, Caitlin? Or do yeah. I want to be peaceful, Caitlin? I came yeah. right back to peace every time, you know? So giving yourself that space to, like, internally to say, what's my actual goal here? Is my goal to get mm. online and feel overwhelmed and, like, anxious? And maybe it's not the time. Then maybe we need more space, you yeah. know? So actually, when I was working with this nonprofit, it was very similar. I remember coming into work. We have 500,000 people on this platform. They were so panicked. I walked into the office. It looked like a freaking bomb went off. Like there was like papers everywhere. My boss is yelling, you know, like everybody's red in the face. Like they're so panicked about this growth. And I'm like, this is so great. You know, like from my lens, it was like, I did my job and I did it so well. Right. So like, it's also all about perspective too, in these moments, like this growth is fantastic for you. Once you harness this, you won't even remember this in five years, two months, three months. Like my coach always reminds me of that too. She's like, isn't this just a temporary emotion? This isn't going to last. Everything everything is temporary. It is true. Um, And actually I love, I love what you bring up with, um, well, just first of all, simply the fact that like, always know that we always have a choice, right? And how we react and how we respond and how we like set our intentions. Sometimes I like to call them declarations as opposed to intentions, but how we set our, like our energy for the day. Um, and like, especially like for the day, yes, in general, but like in specific situations before you, before you react, like in a conversation with your partner or before you go into like a big meeting or before you like hop on Instagram live, can you like check in with yourself and see where your energy is and like, okay, like how do I actually want to be? Um, and something I will add that I feel like has really helped me in really checking in with myself and creating that space, like you say, has been really every morning as best as I can, I'm not perfect, but really creating a very spacious ritual where I am with my energy and like in my energy before I interact with other people. Because the moment you start interacting with the world, which includes, you know, checking your emails, the moment you wake up, you are absorbing, you are, you are absorbing and interacting with other people's energies and that is going to have an effect on you and that is going to change how you lead and how you respond and how you create your life and so what are the things that you can do every day in the morning that can be so simple but allow you to feel like you are in agency of yourself and then really just like making time for that has changed my life <laughs> um yeah and I'm not perfect but it's something that I like really harp on to my clients and I don't think I've ever brought that onto this podcast so guys rituals spacious rituals do you have any rituals I yeah I do actually like especially Mm. when I was in the thick of 
like, you know, life happens, you guys. Like, I was in the thick of COVID when I'm, like, trying to heal my trauma. I'm, like, I'm already traumatized, you know? So, like, (laughs) there's so much trauma. And I think that was the moment where I, like, knew I needed, like, meditation, maybe even for, like, an hour and a half a day. Because I was, like, again, I was operating on that, like, really chaotic plane. And then once I found meditation, it was like, whoa, this is like a drug, you know, like, wow, I can feel great all day. Like I'm doing this all the time, you know? So like, that's how else I would start to think about your healing journey. Like for anybody that's just starting, Mm. especially some of your clients too, because like for me, I resisted that. So it's like, it's normal to resist, you know, like even my coach, she's like, all of my clients resist it until they do it, you know? And then once you give this time to yourself, like really think about the expansiveness, Mm. like even sharing with you guys what happened this morning with me and my partner. Like I used to be so ashamed to share that. And I'm like, Mm. why am I ashamed? I'm human, right? Like he's human. Like we're good. We're totally fine. So it's like changing, giving yourself that openness of space to say like, this is okay. I'm not always going to be perfect. Like you said, we all make mistakes. And that was the lesson that I learned in meditation. Like everybody thinks that you get to this like holistic, like, like the part curtains part, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you get to this like end destination of healing. But for me, meditation just taught me that there was like lessons in the quietness. Mm. And the more I quiet, the better I was able to express myself. Because even when I communicating with my partner like now I'll say things like that hurt my feelings instead of like getting angry right like it's literally as simple as that and how you said at the top of the episode the rhetoric is really challenging as an entrepreneur to learn how to speak to people and like have impact you Mm. know and especially team that was the biggest piece for me and I remember saying to my coaches over and over again like I don't have the words to express myself. So if you feel that way, like that might be why you're reverting to maybe one of those lower vibrational pieces of emotions, you know, it's not, doesn't make it bad. It just might be a little bit lower. And when you want to transition to the high, allowing yourself to experiment with language, I think is really helpful too. Can you give us some examples of that? I love that. Yes. So it's funny, like a lot of my friends see this in me. So like before, like I'm from Philly. So I don't know if you guys can hear hear it, but like a lot of people in my area, like we don't like eloquently talk. Like there's not like a repertoire, you know, like we have like slang that we use here and that's like super common. Like everybody uses the same words. Yeah. And I think that kind of numbed my like language expansion. Mm. And then once I into the online world, it was like, oh, there's a word for, you know, like being able to have two emotions at once, like the duality of emotion or like even pairing words together, you know? So that's what really expanded. Like, as I heard my coach talk, I realized, oh, I can use that language in my everyday life. So a lot of my friends will be like, oh, just ask Caitlin for the word, you know? And it's like a recent (laughs) thing. And like the two years and they're like she'll phrase it better than I did so it's just from like practice you know I mean it's also just language is very much a way that you I mean it's how we communicate and we all need to express ourselves right and it's like to be able to like authentically express how you are feeling how you are doing how you are thinking what you are thinking what you are feeling um is just imperative. It's necessary. And if we're not, if we're not feeling like we are able to fully express ourselves and communicate with the world, then we will feel stifled. We'll feel suffocated. Um, And that's where we like hold ourselves back and we feel repressed and just like stuck inside. And so it really sounds like you're through like, I don't know, like exploring the breadth of language. It that's given you the vocabulary to be able to express yourself as authentic and like as you as possible and that's like all we're really like yeah that's all we are really here to do (laughs) 
You know, Mm -hmm. we just, we want to express, we want to communicate and that's how we connect with each other. And so the more you can use that language, the more you can connect also with people who are also using that language, which opens up, you know, (laughs) it opens up the connections that you can make. I love that. Yeah. It opened up my world, Mm. you know, like, again, I'm from small town Philadelphia, like, I don't know if people are familiar with my area, but like, it can be rough, you know, like these people aren't the nicest in the world, you know, they can be sassy. Like, as I shared, you know, (laughs) a lot of them choose sass, you know, and that's okay. Like that's where they are in their, in their journey. Um, And it's allowed me to see like the contrast in my everyday life. Like when I get online, I have access like to this level of consciousness that I know so many people in my hometown, like they don't even know this world existed, you know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't know, you know, so it's like, I feel privileged to be able to even share the words that I do like with my friends and they can hear the change of language and like seeing Mm -hmm. me evolve too, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, there's something really cool and powerful about that. And I've seen the spillover effect. I mean, in my relationship in particular, like where we were, you know, three years ago and where we are now is eons of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're allowing for, you're allowing for all of the different parts of you to have presence right? And it's like, you're spending time in these different parts of you, like the part of you that is like on the streets in Philadelphia and like the part of you that is online as an intuitive coach. And that's so cool. It's like, we're all, we're all, I always say this, but like, we're all multi-dimensional people. Like, I mean that in yes, like the woo-woo sense, but also just in the sense that like, we all wear many, many hats (laughs) and like, we can give ourselves permission to wear all of the hats that we want to wear. And sometimes getting to putting on that hat takes practice and takes exploration and takes like, it takes healing (laughs) and like digging into like what that piece really looks like and what that feels like. But you know, it's like, we, we, we all, we all are many, many parts in one And that's the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, just to reiterate, like if any of your clients or like the listeners feel that resistance, it makes sense to me. You know, it was a lot easier to stay where I was, you know, it would have been a lot less painful at times too, but then you get to the other side and you're like, wow, I have so much room, you know, to like think and feel and like before it was all very dark you know like I just couldn't even really have the capacity to feel like I said I was like really kind of miserable I was so like constricted and tight and then once I let myself like soften and like be in the feminine and like understand that it will flow Mm. trust in there a lot too it will totally change your life like and it's worth the experiment you know I know you know this, Jade, but just for the so listeners, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that I just, oh my gosh. I feel like we're so on the same wavelength with this. I love it because, yeah, 100%, 100%. And I love that. Yeah, I love everything that we've talked about. <laughs> um, I, like I said, feel like I need to go back and listen to especially the tips that you gave for business growth. <laughs> and for intuitive business growth. So um, yeah, thank you so much for being here and imparting your wisdom. Let the listeners know where they can find you and the ways that they can work with you if they feel drawn to you, all of that good stuff. Yay. Thank you so much again. This was like so special and much needed. I feel like our talks always come at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, it's always nice to like talk this out, you know, cause you don't really talk about it unless like you're talking to your coach or something, you know? Um, so again, I am Caitlin. I run a social media management agency. My Instagram handle is at Meraki, M-E-R-A-K-I underscore media underscore management. Come hang out with me on the DMs. I always mm-hmm. am checking them, conversing, ask me questions. I'm like an open book. Um, and I do social media management, as I mentioned, full-blown management. Um, and then we also offer intuitive marketing, consulting, and coaching. And that might also be for a business owner if 
you're just getting started and having a hard time finding your footing with your business, it's a good time to find a coach that you can trust. And I promise if we are not a good fit, I think both of us will know (laughs) within the first few minutes. So (laughs) thank you so much. Mentorship is so important finding yourself in like spaces where you are held and coached and where you can be mirrored back to tools and like your shadow spot, like shadow areas, also your strengths. And it's so important. It's so important. So yeah, to anyone who is an aspiring coach or a coach who feels a coach online service provider, let's put it this way, who feels like you want extra support, definitely reach out to Caitlin. She is uber talented and she has been in the, in the industry for a while. So she knows her shit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again. Um, All right. I will see everyone on the podcast next week and I hope everyone has a beautiful day.